Stop the hacks. Stop the attacks. Stop the attacks and start taking your IT career to the next level. The Masters in Cybersecurity from Stevenson University Online can keep you one step ahead of the criminals and one step ahead of career advancement. Complete your online degree in as little as 18 months with convenient and affordable classes. Stevenson University Online, your partner for professional success. Visit stevenson.edu slash cyberwar. Yeah, it's called Conversations with Jeff, not Screaming Matches. Yeah, Yeah, you and I do not agree on Calvinism. But look how nice we are to each other. I think it's going to really shock a lot of people, thrill a lot of people. A lot of people are going to have to do some soul searching. It's like, you know what? What are you doing? You're spending all your time trying to destroy another Christian because you don't understand what's going on when you should be out there winning people for Jesus. Right. Thank you for the job you're doing. Thanks for being willing to address these kind of issues. They're vital to the church. I feel sorry for what's coming your way, but God bless you, man. It's it's a good, healthy conversation, and, and let's keep growing together in the Lord. People won't change unless they hear the truth, though, and so we need to know the truth, uh, speak the truth, and then the last one I would say is that we need to stay in the truth uh, no matter what the consequences are. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of Conversations with Jeff. We are back for another uh, fun episode. Uh, you know, and, and you know, as you guys all know, 2020 has been insane. 2021 is even crazier. So we're going to dive into a, some of some of this kind of stuff a little bit more from like a biblical perspective, prophetic uh, perspective, and that sort of thing. So that's going to be fun. Before we get started, just want to remind you guys: if you guys want to support what we're doing here at uh, at uh, the Gatekeepers, go over to GatekeepersOnline.com/slash/plugged-in. You guys can become a plugged-in member. With that membership, you will actually get access to the recordings of our Destroy Social Justice Conference, as well as our Infiltrated Conference that we just hosted a couple of weeks ago. You'll also get 30% off of all the books in our in our online store, so you guys can definitely check that out. But also check out our just our, check out our online store. We've got a bunch of great resources for you there. We've got our book, Church and State, How the Left Used the Church to Conquer America, Social Injustice, Exposing the False Gospel of the Social Justice Movement. And then you can actually pre-order a, our brand new book that we're publishing. Uh, it's going to be coming out in about a week or two by Pastor Sam Jones called Five Steps to Kill a Nation and How to Stop the Bleeding. You guys can check all that out at gatekeepersonline.com slash store. Got all our resources uh, set up there. Use code Jeff at checkout for 10% off of anything. And if you guys want to save 30% off, become a plugged in member at gatekeepersonline.com slash plugged in. Uh, without further ado, going to bring on a good friend. He's been on a couple of times before, but Dr. Eddie and Graves joining us again Welcome back to the show. I'm glad we can sit down and chat here again. Thank you, Jeff. Good to see you again. I appreciate you, my friend. Of course. I I appreciate you too as well. And I always appreciate your perspectives and all of that. And, you know, and 2020 was crazy. Again, like I was saying in the intro, like 2021, it seems like is, is even crazier. Uh, what, what's, what's your feeling about like everything that's going on in our country right now? Um, I know a lot of people are, um, kind of in fear and panic because of what's going on. But I, I think this is exactly as God has it planned and it's necessary to bring down some things that have been going on for centuries. So I, I'm excited about it and I'm, I'm hoping more and more is being uncovered. So I'm not in panic. I'm in full confidence and I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. It, that, that's been the interesting thing for, for me in all, in all of this is, is I feel like to a certain degree, our country's kind of imploding before our eyes, but we're going through this whole thing. And I'm, and I'm like, I'm I'm almost surprised at myself. I'm like, I don't feel panicked. I don't feel stressed. I don't feel anything. It's just like we're going through it. It's it's actually not that it's fun, but it's almost kind of fun because you feel like this is like history. This is gonna be the stuff that people are gonna be reading about in history books in the future that we're actually living through. It's pretty crazy when you think about that. It is. And think about it. We're only in February. <laughs> we're just only in our second month this year. So I, I think as the months go on, as the year goes on, it's going to escalate in excitement and exposure and and change. And um, I know when God does a shaking, and the Bible talks about he does a shaking, whatever can't remain has to fall down. So he's going to keep on shaking to whatever can't remain has to fall. So as long as it takes, um, I'm in it for the long haul. And I hope many others are as well. And God is in, in control. I don't know people, it's hard for them to see because they're watching like a movie. It's like a movie or a show that they're watching, if they can realize that. Um, but 
once it gets to the end of the movie, everybody's going to be standing up, giving a standing ovation to the Lord God Almighty. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's also it's also it seems like it's one of those things, too, where, you know, and even just in my life, looking at different experiences that I've had and things like that, is that when you're going through the experiences, you're like, crap, what the heck is going on right now? I don't understand it. And then a year two, five, ten years later, you look back, you're like, oh, that that was God's plan the whole time. You know, like 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 even with this, with with getting into podcasting and talking about politics and like, you know, it's crazy the kind of inter- people that have been able to interview like a lot of that wouldn't have happened if if. All these different things along the lines God hadn't allowed to happen. It's kind of crazy looking back at that path and that sort of thing. I feel like that kind of th- that kind of thing can be happening in our country today. Um, and I think that specifically when it comes to the 2020 election, I know you and I were going to kind of talk about like how how does all this play in in your mind into God's plan? Uh, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that kind of thing. Paralegals are highly essential from law firms and courtrooms to insurance, real estate, HR, and more. If a paralegal career or law school is in your future, Stevenson University Online's Bachelor's in Legal Studies will help you achieve your goals affordably with no application fee. 100% online, approved by the American Bar Association with new online sessions starting every eight weeks. Get started today. Visit stevenson.edu slash paralegal. Stop the hacks. Stop the attacks. Stop the attacks and start taking your IT career to the next level. The Masters in Cybersecurity from Stevenson University Online can keep you one step ahead of the criminals and one step ahead of career advancement. Complete your online degree in as little as 18 months with convenient and affordable classes. Stevenson University Online, your partner for professional success. Visit stevenson.edu slash cyberwar. Well, um, from a biblical perspective, um, I know there. Well, before we get there, I know there are there were many prophetic people or prophets who had prophesied that um, President Donald Trump would have a second term, a conservative, a second consecutive term. Um, prophets that didn't even know each other, men of God, women of God, didn't even know each other, all prophesied that, and um, we know that that was God's plan and His will, and it still is. Um, we know that He won the election by a landslide. And it was stolen. So we're watching a robbery in action, a robbery in place, basically. Um, but I think that I'm kind of glad that he didn't, um, I know it's strange to say, but didn't win right away on November 4th because there's a lot of things that would have still kept going on. I'm, I'm kind of glad that it's being exposed, all of the p- pedophilia and the trafficking and the, the fraud and the cheating and all of that. I'm, I'm glad it's all being exposed. So it happened the way God wanted it to happen. We all wanted him to be president right away, not this charade with Biden and Harris. We wanted that. But we we cannot tell God how to do what he wants to do, especially if and for the long run, it's going to benefit not only the country, but the body of Christ. Um, so I, I think this is all connected to Second Kings chapter 3. Um, um, just to give, I won't read the whole chapter, but just to give a brief synopsis of it. In Second Kings chapter 3, um, Jeroboam and Jehoshaphat, kings of Israel and Judah, were um, engaging in a war with Misha, king of Moab, and they were winning the war. Um, The previous chapter, the prophet Elisha prophesied that they would stop up all the all the, the crops and throw stones at the field and just tear the land bare. And Israel and Judah were doing that. They were fulfilling the prophecy of Elijah. Um, Elisha, which is like a thing connected with the prophecy of President Trump becoming um, president again. So they're going along. Everything is going great. Everything is going fine. Uh, And Misha sees that he cannot win this war unless he is able to break through to an ally. And he sees no way to get through to an ally. So um, the war is going on. they're, They're winning. And all of a sudden, the king of Moab gets this idea in his mind from Baal, Baal, Baal. He gets this idea in his mind. And the idea in his mind is to, um, let me see. I want to just read it to you, then I'll, then I'll say it. Um, we'll start at 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 25. And it's only one, I'm only going to read these three verses. 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 25. And it says, and they beat down the cities on every good piece of land, cast every man his stone, and filled it. 
and they stopped all the wells of water and failed all the good trees. So they're destroying all the all that's in the land that's been evil, all that's been done in that land that's against God. They're destroying all of bringing all of it down, just like the first presidency for President Trump. The first four years, he did so many, so many magnificent things. I mean, for unemployment to the economy, to um, helping Latino and Hispanic and, and black um, races for um, advancement. I mean, he did so many things in his in his first term, just like um, these children of Israel and Judah are doing. Then it says, only in Kerr has Sheth left today the stones thereof, howbeit the slingers went about it and smote it. Verse 26. And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too sore for him, he took with him 700 men that drew swords to break through even unto the king of Edom, but they could not. So he was trying to break through to the king of Edom for his ally to be able to win this war and win this battle, but he couldn't break through. And I, I liken this also to the whole cabal, Illuminati, Freemasonry, Baphomet, all of this that's all working together. They're like the king of Moab. They're like um, Misha. And as he's losing this war, as he's getting ready to lose everything, he gets an idea in his mind. And of course, this is Satan put his idea in his mind, but this is the idea he came up with. Second Kings chapter three, verse 27, last verse. It says, then he took his eldest son that should have reigned in his stead and offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel and they departed from him and returned to their own land. So this king of Moab got the idea to sacrifice his his, his, his son that was going to be the heir to his throne, he sacrificed him on a wall by burning him. And do you know that Israel began to lose the war? They had to retreat. They, they had to go away. I mean, when I first read that, it was perplexing to me. It, I, I couldn't understand. Okay, we know that Satan is not stronger than God. Everybody knows that. But how is it that they, this sacrifice was able to enable them to win this war? And that's what happened here. Um, there was. Um, they up the ante, the enemy up the ante. God knew the enemy was going to do that. He's waiting for us to see what his children are going to do, how they're going to react. But he knew they were going to up the ante and do a sacrifice. Um, you can, you can, if you want to go back to Kobe as a living sacrifice, you can say that. You want to go to Chadwick Bozeman, you can say that. Why do I say them? Because they're connected to the whole Black Lives Matter George Floyd thing that went across the whole nation. You can say that, but whatever it was. They knew that they could not allow Trump to get in right away. So they upped the ante for a sacrifice to be able to win this war or win, deceive and have fraud over this election. Because they didn't win the election. It's all fraud. But they upped the ante. And I still say to myself, how? How can the king of Moab defeat Israel by sacrificing his only son? And the Lord was talking to me and showed me this battle that. That was there. This battle that we're in now, it's a battle of submission. That's clearly what it is. Whoever is more submitted to their God wins the war. Now, you and I both know God is more powerful. There's nothing Satan or anybody, any of his cohorts can do to defeat God. But God has given us free will. And whoever is more submitted to their God in the battle is the one who's going to win the war. And in this case, the king of Moab was more submitted to Baal than Israel and Judah was to him at that time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because I've I've had I've had on a few different guests, you, you know, that have been sharing kind of concerns about the the current state of our of our country, and and it seems like you know when you think about it, like the church as a whole has been pretty apathetic to a lot of major sin issues that's going on in the country, everything from like abortion to homosexuality to you know just just all sorts of things, right? And and, and you know, one of the concerns is that you know. We, the difference between us today versus, let's say, our founding fathers when, when, with the Revolutionary War and all that is God allowed the founding fathers to basically take on the world's greatest superpower. But a lot of it was because they valued God. They valued the individual. They, 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 they worshiped God. They followed him, things like that. We're not necessarily doing that today here in our country. And I think that this could be that moment, kind of like what you're talking about here, where God is basically saying, you have turned your back on me. If you want me to bring back your country, I will, but you guys have to turn to me and follow after me. 
That is so right on. See, this is a perfect um um pairing for this show. That's exactly right. And that's exactly what's going on because I don't want people to think, well, okay, well, do we have to do a sacrifice to, to get over? Yes and no. It's yes, it's not an actual sacrifice where you're killing a person. But if I really quickly can go over Romans chapter 12 so we can see what kind of sacrifice the Lord is is, is looking for. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So he's asking us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, not a dead sacrifice. The king of Moab, Misha, presented his son as a dead sacrifice, and it was still powerful to yield him the victory in the war. But God wants us also to give a sacrifice, but a living sacrifice. What's a living sacrifice? The word sacrifice there just means to slay or slaughter for any purpose. What are we slaughtering for any purpose? We're slaughtering our will. We're slaughtering what we want and bringing it into um, conjunction with God's will. What does he want? So we're, we're a living sacrifice. We're um, dead to the flesh, but dead to what's going on now. We're a living sacrifice in all total surrender and service to what God wants to do. God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. However you want us to win this country back, we'll do it. However long you want us to pray, we'll do it. Wherever you want us to go, we'll do it. However you want us to advocate, whatever petitions you want us to sign, we will do it. We are your living sacrifice. And that's all he's looking for. And that's guaranteed to turn this thing around and win, win the battle. Of course, it starts with the leaders, spiritual leaders, but there are many of those who are failing to um, lead the body of Christ um, to be a living sacrifice for him. That's what God's looking for. And that's why Misha, king of, the king of Moab, why they were able to win that war. A living sacrifice in God's eyes is more valuable than a death sacrifice. And I say that because we're in the New Testament. You know, in the Old Testament, when the prophets, they gave, when they were sacrificed to God, they would bring an animal to the altar and God would answer that with fire from heaven saying that the sacrifice was accepted. But now we're in the New Testament. After Jesus came, we are the living sacrifice. Our bodies and our lives are that paralegals are highly essential from law firms and courtrooms to insurance real estate hr and more if a paralegal career or law school is in your future stevenson university online's bachelor's and legal studies will help you achieve your goals affordably with no application fee 100 online approved by the american bar association with new online sessions starting every eight weeks get started today visit stevenson.edu slash paralegal Stop the hacks. Stop the attacks. Stop the attacks and start taking your IT career to the next level. The Masters in Cybersecurity from Stevenson University Online can keep you one step ahead of the criminals and one step ahead of career advancement. Complete your online degree in as little as 18 months with convenient and affordable classes. Stevenson University Online, your partner for professional success. Visit stevenson.edu slash cyberwar. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's really interesting, too, as we're, as we're following kind of American history in general, it seems like as we've become a more godless society and turned our back on God as a nation, our, our country and our government and our politics is crumbling before our eyes. And it seems like there's this parallel going on at the same time. And, and, and it seems, and it seems like to me that even within the Republican party, you know, the mainstream and all that kind of stuff, it's, a, it's still rooted in a godless ideology. And, and it's, and it's very, it's very scary to me when, when you think about this, because like the history of our country is rooted in the Christian ethics and rooted in the Bible and, and our morality and all that kind of stuff. 
But now it seems like we've got a lot of our Republican leaders that are trying to take back our country for conservatism, but we're going to leave God out of it. We're going to separate our politics from God. And, and I, and I feel like we're getting to a point now to where it's like, okay, this is now or never. It's do or die time. Uh, we kind of need to bring God back into the mix of it. What, what, what do you think about that? I totally agree. I, I think that we're going, we've gone. And why this is this brief rest period before President Trump is back in the White House, which I believe he's still going to be back in there this term, not the next four years. God can do whatever. I, I believe that. But we're, we're going from a, we're in a period of rest from MAGA to MAGA. MAGA, make America great again to make America godly again. That's what he wants. That's what it's always supposed to have been. And that's what President Trump has been used for is to bring this country back as a godly nation. Um, even the, the things he's done for the church more than any other president has ever done. That's why I cannot understand um, these Christians who come against him and not really looking at what he's doing, not just on a spiritual level, but just on um, um, a practical level on what he's doing and the rights he's fighting for us in, in the church. Um, it's, it's very clear to me. And I, I think that um, God is doing this because he's like waiting for us to turn completely back to him. He's already knows like he has behind his back. He already knows what he wants to do. He already waiting for it, but he's waiting for us. So once we do what we're supposed to do and turn to him as a living sacrifice and, you know, um, give him all um, respect and honor and um, obe obe obedience, he's going to present that to us. And I think the whole Republican Democrat party is, is going to be a destruction of that whole thing. Just, just destroy both of those because they're on both sides. You know, it used to be, you know, Republicans were, you know, for God, you would think that a few years ago and Democrats weren't, but now we're seeing that's not the case. There's some on both sides and God needs to sever that thing and start a whole new party, a whole new thing. You know, I know you're hearing about this whole Patriot party thing. I don't know if that has any legs to it, but I believe a whole new party should be started um, in, in my opinion. Yeah, it, well, it's, it's been interesting, too, because I've been having conversations with a lot of different people about whether whether uh, Christians and conservatives should be going third party or staying within the GOP. Because I think we all agree the GOP is, you know, almost as corrupt as the Democrats, if not more, because they're flat out lying to us constantly. People like McConnell and Lindsey Graham and Romney and all these guys. Right. But but at a certain point, too, it's like I, I you know, I have this feeling of we I almost feel like we need to have a party within a party. Right. So it's like we're within the Republican Party. But do it to where it's kind of the way the Tea Party was, but they never actually fully went down that route. But to where we're organized, we can we can decipher who's one of us, who's mm -hmm. not, who who's the establishment, who's the deep state, who's not, and, and that sort of thing. That's just that's just my two cents on the whole third party kind of a thing. But but I but I think specifically when when it comes to how we move forward, um, you know, like you had mentioned Donald Donald Trump coming back in this this term, uh, not waiting until twenty twenty four. How do, how do you foresee that could potentially happen? Well, I've, of course, there's a lot of information that's going around. Some of it's true. Some of it's not true. You don't really know what to believe and not to believe. Um, I'm hearing so many things about um, March 4th and the, the, the um, United States being a republic. And, you know, I don't have concrete evidence of that, just what I believe. But um, my confidence is in what God said. I know what he said, and I know that he is a God of life. He's not a God of of, of um, death or um, a God for pedophiles or abortionists. He's not for that. And I know that this time is right for revival. So God has this man, President Trump, assigned and appointed to be back in there. Now, I don't know how it goes with the treason thing or how this whole thing that's being played out and acted out. I mean, I've never no one has ever seen Biden in Air Force One. The White House is like a prison camp. Um, the, the, at nighttime, the lights go out, it's blackout. Everything is unordinary or, and unusual. So if there's ever been a time for um, um, something to happen in this case where people say, well, it's over, he can't get back in there. This is the very time for that to happen. I don't know exactly how, but I know within my heart and within my um, my spirit that he he is and he will. But like I said, look at all everything that's going on. Like I said, you how, do, how does a president not even go in the Air Force One or who, come on. How does the White House every night do a blackout? That's never happened before. So something's going on. And then the whole um, shutdown with the razor wire and the, the, the military, something's going on. Something's not right. And this just lends credence to my belief that he's going to be back in there. You know, because I, I don't understand the whole everything about the whole Republic thing and the new um, constitute the Constitution and the March 4th. I don't understand all that, but it rings some bears witness with my spirit as far as it being true at what, as what God, as what God is going to do. And as it looks so dismal and looks so, um, 
I'm so hopeless. This is the very time where God's looking for his people to be living sacrifices. But so many are turning away or turning from the faith or turning away from him. And which is saddening. This is the time where we're supposed to dig in, you know, and, and give him our all. And he's going to show up for us. This is just like that war. Just like that. They didn't dig in and they, they had to run away. They had to retreat. We're at that same point, I believe, in history um, for this, for the body of Christ and for the country for this to happen. When the founding fathers started this whole thing, you know, there was the cabal, the Illuminati, all that was in, in, in play. As a matter of fact, in 1776, that's when the Illuminati started. But now, how apropos that we come so many years, 200 something years later, and now the, the Lord is using us to maybe bring this cabal down, this Illuminati down in a way that's never been done in so many years. I think this is exactly what God has in mind. And I know it's far-fetched and it's like a long shot, but I, I do believe he's going to be back in there. And I will be the first one praising God, raising my hands on my knees, thanking him in public when that happens. Not saying to the people, oh, I told you so, I told you so, but saying, look at God, turn to him. He did this. And I believe it'll be a great harvest. I mean, this mighty harvest. That's just my belief. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, one of the interesting things for so so for people that aren't as familiar with the whole March 4th, you know, situation. So so essentially that's that's the the theory that's going along with that. And I, I've been studying it and researching it, it a bit is is that back in I think it was 1871, uh, Ulysses S. Grant essentially took us from being a, a constitutional republic to being a uh, a corporation or, you know, being corporatized. Right. And so the the theory goes goes along and says that that Donald Trump is going to is reinstituting the constitutional republic and that technically he would be uh reinaug he would be reinaugurated on March 4th as the 19th president because that would be, he'd be the first president after Ulysses S Grant. Now the interesting thing about this and I don't know if you saw this but Trump Hotel they their prices for March 3rd and I actually did a show on this uh the night of March 3rd their pri their prices are three times what what it normally is compared to compared to other days. Wow. No explanation. There's no event going on. No anything. The wow. night of March third. Uh, so normally there, it's, it's somewhere between four and six hundred dollars a night. Right now, it's between thirteen and sixteen hundred dollars a night just just for that one night. And so you're like, what what's going what's going on here? Um, and then you know, I go I go into the I go into the theory. And again, it, it, this can get a little conspiratorial, but I know you know not, we're not afraid of exploring that. But looking at like Joe Biden. Everybody's asking, why is he signing so many executive orders? He's done like 50 in his first three weeks. When you start going into that, you're like, could it be, again, theoretically, could it be that he knows he's only got a limited amount of time in there and he's trying to undo as much as he possibly can? You wouldn't be able to pass all that stuff going through legislation. You'd be doing these executive orders to undo as much as you can, make it as difficult as possible to turn things back around uh, if Trump was to come in or some, something was happening. It just seems like there's something going on that we don't know, um, and it's not necessarily what we're being told by the mainstream media. And, and I, I think it's on purpose. And here's another thing. The whole um, payout for Vegas and who's supposed to be – still, no payout. They're, gonna, they're waiting to April. Now, now, why would you wait to April? If you, we know he. they say it was illegal. He won the election. Pay the people the money. Pay them the money. No, they're waiting till April. Is that not – seems um, confusing or seems peculiar? That's very peculiar. To me, Vegas, that's another indication there to me that we need to, um, you know, see what's something was going on. And there's another interesting thing in the Bible when the Lord reminded me about when Moses asked him to show him his glory. In other words, Moses said, first he said, show me your way. Then he said, show me your glory. So he wanted to see how it was going to play out. He wanted to see what was going to happen. He wanted to see how God was going to do whatever he was going to do. He wanted to see God's glory beforehand. And God didn't show him that. God put his hand and covered his face and let him see his back parts. He didn't let him see what was going to happen. And I think that's what's going on now. God is covering the hand, covering his face over the, over the hand of, of men and women of God. Not tell them exactly how he's going to do this. Not tell them the exact way that it's going to happen. And that's on purpose. And I tell people for them to get confidence. The reason why he put his hand in front of Moses and told him to look at his back parts. Look at what I've already done. Look at what God has done. Look at his track record. Look at his word. Look at his character. That should give you confidence in knowing that God is in control of this and he's going to he's going to take control. He's going to make sure that we see his glory, not in, before, but after. 
He's not showing anybody what's going on. I think that's on purpose. So when it happens, he's going to get all the glory. That's just my personal belief in what's going on. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. I've been talking with uh, some of my business partner, J.D. Rucker, who we started Freedom First Network together, and we do, we're doing a bunch of projects and stuff together. But one of the things that we've been talking about, all of this kind of stuff, is that what's going on in our country today, it could be kind of our our Gideon moment. Um, and, and you know, and it's interesting for people that aren't necessarily familiar with the story. Like, literally, God was weeding out the, is the Jewish army specifically so that way God gets the glory, Israel wouldn't. And it literally got to got down to the point to where they're weeding people out, that God's making the army smaller and smaller and smaller smaller. He finally tells Gideon, send everybody down to the river, and everybody who who scoops up water to drink, like a normal human being with their hands and drinks out of their hands, send them all home. You're gonna take your army's gonna people that get down on all fours like a dog and lap up water straight out of the river. All, all those crazy people, the the two or three hundred people, that's gonna be your army. And then they go in and they win the war, and it was not because of them. It was because of God. And I wonder if that's kind of happening here, too, where God's weeding out the people. He's weeding out the elite. He's weeding out, you know, all the people that we're supposed to rely on, and he's bringing it back to just there's a few faithful people that are sticking it out. God's going to get all the glory because we can't do this on our own. Think about it. The whole system is rigged. The election system's rigged. The mainstream media, entertainment, education, the uh, financial industry, like everything is rigged against us. The only the only way any of this can get fixed is not because of Donald Trump, is not because of Republicans, is not because of conservatives. It would be if God moves. And, you know, I feel like that that's that's the point that we're at right now. Hey, man, you're preaching, Jeff. I totally agree. That's that's the only way. And I think that's exactly how he wants it. And do you remember you reminded me of another story in the Bible. Remember when David and Ziklag, he started off with 600 men. Then it went to 400. Then it went to 200. So God is all about doing this weeding out process to see who's really faithful to him. You know, he lets the weeds and the tears grow up together so he can see. Then you can separate and see who's who. I I think this is all about this living sacrifice. And it even disturbs me about some of these um, many leaders and pastors who are trying to get people to to, to, um, um, revere Biden and Kamala as the president and vice president. Not sticking it out, not waiting to see what God come on. That's to me that that's that's disheartening to me. First of all, it's illegal. He's not in there legally. We know that he's he's he stole it. Second of all, the dude is a excuse me, the guy's a pedo. That we know what Kamala's about far as um people and and, and murder. We know all about that, and we know all about that. So why would God be behind that? God would be saying, praying against that. Get them out of there. Not telling, not having you. Well, there are, they're in our president. They're in charge. So we got to give them honor and respect. No, we got to pray them out of there. That's what we need to be doing because they're doing something against God's will. That's what that's about. But there's so many of them going over, even ones that apologize. Prophets, well, I apologize because I missed it. That's going on all over the place. I would never apologize for hearing what God has to say because the devil tried to steal it or try to break it up, try, try to try to cause it not to come to pass. I would never do that, but there's so many that's doing it. Well, I apologize. Uh, I, I missed it from God. As if it, it would have been better for them if they said, well, I prophesied that Biden and Harris would be in the White House. And people would say, you did it. You are a great prophet. You prophesied that a pedo and a portion would be in the White House. Really? Is that really how God would look at that? Doesn't even make sense to me. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. 
Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforumc.org. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's why on on my um, on my daily show that I do in the mornings uh, for for my secular political show, I only refer to Joe Biden as the alleged president. So uh, it's, it's 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 the best way to hand, handle that kind of thing. Uh, but you know, I, th- I think the one question too that, that I get a lot of times dealing with prophecy um, is is America in in times eschatology, right? You know, because because I think because I think a lot of times like we read the Book of Revelation, obviously. Uh, United States of America was not around when the book of Revelation was written. Um, and so for a lot of people, they'll say, okay, America is not involved at all, at all. It, it might implode. A lot of people point to what's going on today and say, hey, you know what? America is going to get taken over. They're not, they're not present when it comes to eschatology and, and prophecy and things like that. Um, I, I wanted to get your perspective because I, I hear both sides of it. And, you know, I'm curious, uh, your thoughts on that kind of a thing. I do think America is present. I know it doesn't say exactly America. Um, I know it, you know, it talks about, you know, Rome and Israel, but where do we, we think Mystery Babylon is? Mystery Babylon is here. This is Mystery Babylon. So I'm not the pro- pro- prophetic expert, but this is my opinion. I believe that this is Mystery Babylon. This is, this is it. This is, this is the, the proverbial America. And I do believe we are exactly in the end times. You know, the book of Revelation, um, there were some things that were spoken about that came to pass then, um, some things that were spoken about that came to pass in the past that haven't come to pass now or will come to pass. So the book of Revelation is, um, is I don't want to say tricky, but it's a little different for how you interpret the timing of everything. But if you look at the words and what um, the symbology is and the meanings, we're definitely in that in that in age time. Um, I don't, I don't even know if we're um, at those seven churches age because that could have been that time back then. But we've seen how things tend to repeat themselves. And either way, the first thing that we have to remember is that the Bible said that John was in the spirit on the Lord's day. This is all things he saw in the spirit, whether it's spiritual or in the natural or both mixed together. I don't know. But we are in those times. You know, of course, we can take all those verses and chapters out and break them all down as people do, you know, with the for the, um, you know, the kingdoms and, and the mark of the beast and all that. We can break all that down. But I would I would be remiss if I didn't say and admit that we are in those specific times now. Um, I know people. A lot of people are saying, well, no, no, because we, we will be raptured away. Be careful. Say, be be careful. You need to, People need to really study and read that out before they, they say that. You know, I know that's a touchy subject. People get mad. You talk about a pre-tribulation rap. So I, I've been there. I've been in churches and pastors mad and people mad at me. I'm like, okay, I'm just telling you what I read in the Bible says, but just be be careful because people, I have heard that. Well, yeah. if we were in those times, we would be raptured away. I, well, I'm 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 curious. What 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 are your thoughts on your on the rapture? Like like what what what's your take and your position on that? I am so hesitant, but I'll do I, I'll <laughs> I'll see if I can dance this dance with you a little bit. Um, I don't believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. I just don't, based on the Bible, based on what I read. Um, I've done extensive research on it. I'm going to talk about it on, on my on my shows coming up. But um, the word rapture, the word pre-trib, well, absolutely the word rapture alone, but pre-tribulation rapture. Prior to the year 1830, was never preached. Never preached. After 1830, there was a young girl named Margaret, Margaret McDonald who had a vision of the rapture. From that point on, they started talking about a pre-tribulation rapture, which is dangerous. You look up the word caught up in the Bible. It's the Greek word harpiso. There is no word rapture in the Bible. As a matter of fact, I don't like it because when I look up the word rapture, it's connected to the word rape. To take this by force and that's what people think that's going to be the the rapture they're going to just take you by force and i tell people this um the danger in believing in the pre-tribulation rapture is a false abduction a fake abduction that's the danger of it god's going to take you he's going to to be caught up what do you have to do you don't have to go to a hill or to a mountaintop or to a building it's going to happen in a blink of an eye right but the bible says when they say he's on top of a hill don't go when they say he's in the desert, don't go. Why? Prime for a fake a, a fake rapture or an abduction. There's nothing that you have to do but be prepared and be ready. People get so bit out of shape about that. But if you believe in one and it's not a pre-tribulation rapture, then what? Then what? Yeah. I believe we're going to have to go through the tribulation. 
And that's long as it says after that tribulation, then he comes. We're going to have to go through the tribulation. I don't believe it makes sense for <clears throat> if all the Christians are, are excuse me, raptured away. The devil has to force people to take the mark. And what one pastor said, well, wouldn't that be carnal Christians? Wouldn't that be? Who's the Bible written to? The Bible's written to who? Christians. So why would he tell Christians about not taking the mark? Why would he tell us that? So it just doesn't make sense from that perspective there, too. And there are so many other things that I can give through scripture and, and back it up. But why prior to 1830 wasn't a pre-tribulation rapture mentioned? I don't that to me, that's puzzling. That means the disciples, yeah. Jesus, they didn't even preach a treat pre-tribulation rapture. He didn't take Noah off the earth. He preserved him. He didn't take Daniel out the lion's den. He preserved him. He didn't take Shadrach, Shadrach Meshach, and Abednego out the um, fiery furnace. He preserved him. So I'm just, you know, and people don't get bent out of shape. If you there is a pre-tribulation rapture, without believe, good, praise God. But if it's not, you got to be prepared to go through, prepared to stand. That's mm -hmm. what I'm saying, everybody. But yeah, people well, get so mad about that, Jeff. I'm oh my God. There is a pre-tribulation rapture. There is, there is. Okay. I'm just telling you what I believe, what, what I've studied. You fine, but don't fall for no, oh, big old hologram in the sky. That picture you've seen of Jesus all these years saying, that's him, that's him. And then you're abducted. So I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, what's, it, what's, it, what's interesting is is I have some of the same concerns with, with, with the pre-trib uh, rapture theology as well. I, I, I tend to go down down the mid-trib, uh, you know, perspective. And I, I've had on like Gary Wayne talking talking about that kind of thing as well. Uh, but, you know, one of my concerns with a lot of the pre-trib theology is that it's setting up the church for being led astray by the Antichrist. Yes. And in in I feel like I would rather be prepared for for you know it to be at the midpoint because I because I think for me looking at scripture I'm looking at it's either gonna be pre or mid. I tend to go with mid just based on my scripture reading, but then also too, I feel like the pre-trib theology is the most dangerous out of the eschatologies. Mm -hmm. Because what, because you think, okay, well, I'm not, I haven't been taken up yet. Nobody's, nobody's missing yet. So, uh, this guy who's promising world peace, uh, this clearly cannot be the Antichrist. And the Bible does say that even the elect will be led astray. Yes. So I, so I feel like it, it, the pre-trib theology, whether it's true or not, can potentially be extremely dangerous, uh, to the church if, if we're not careful. Uh, whereas I feel like, you know, I'm looking at it like we're we're probably going to be around at least at least for the first three and a half years. We're more than likely going to know the Antichrist. We're going to know who he is. We're going to be able to spot him, and we need to be very careful. And and one of my concerns right now is we've got these social justice warriors teaching a lot of this really bad eschatology, and it's like they they feel like they're establishing God's kingdom here on earth to a certain degree. And I'm like, you're talking about a borderless society. You're talking about income inequality. You're talking about all these things. And I'm like, at a certain point, this is literally like you guys are setting up the Antichrist kingdom mm. for him, but you're doing it in the name of Jesus. I'm like, do you guys not, have you guys not read the book of Revelation? Like you guys are setting yourselves up to fall under the beast. And and I feel like that's a very dangerous place that we're in right now uh, within the church. I totally agree. And that's a, that's a great, I know, I, I, I don't really mind a mid tribulation, but I don't mind even post, but <clears throat> the, the pre is the see and what can we cause ourselves to get raptured can we say we're raptured no he's coming and say we're gonna so what do you have to do nothing but be prepared doesn't doesn't so change it doesn't change a thing <laughs> thank you so why get bit out of shape and get mad about somebody that doesn't believe in that but the problem is when they say go there and he's there or go here and he's there on a big hologram that's where the problem comes in at that's all be prepared for when he comes. Always be ready. But there's nothing you have to do, nowhere you have to go to be raptured. He comes and we're caught up. So there's no need to, the, 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 it's very simple. Don't go anywhere for the rapture. Don't go anywhere looking for it. Don't go anywhere where they say he's at. Don't go where you see a big hologram in the sky because the Bible says every eye will see him. Not just America, not just Saudi Arabia. Every eye will see him. Not just a hologram in one point of the country. So that's just, it's, it's all about, and people, a lot, of, a lot of people don't believe in aliens. I know, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry this repetitive, um, um, people who are um, famous and who have a good reputation, who have had encounters with aliens, businessmen, women, Christians, a lot of them, they are real. People don't believe it, 
but this is part of this whole deception. And if they don't think that the Antichrist is going to be joined with alien deception. Oh, it's so wrong. Goes together hand in hand. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and well, and, and I, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and, and I feel like a lot of times when when people talk about like UFOs and and aliens and and other otherworldly beings, like in all reality, more than likely, it's it's going to be demonic entities, and this oh, is all yeah. working with with Satan and 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 all that kind of stuff. It's gonna be interesting. Actually, coming up on Tuesday, I've got uh I've got Carl Crew coming up coming on my podcast, and we're gonna be talking about like Area Fifty One and how and how that relates oh. to uh you know demonic activity and scientology and all that kind of stuff so it's it's gonna wow. be a fun it's gonna be a fun episode on that one that but is. but it's important that people understand like there's a lot more going on than what meets the eye and yes. and i and i think i think a lot of times people are scared to go down that route because it's easy to go down the rabbit trail of conspiracy theories you don't know what's true you don't know what's not true but for me i just come back to the fact of we have to be okay with understanding that something else is going on than what we can understand so true so true and it's pretty obvious that um, many wouldn't be able to comprehend. That's why it's not being fully exposed as to what's going on. We're just seeing the fruit of it or the effects of it um, until it's all played out at the end. And that could also be very well while this stuff is going on too, to kind of wake some people up, you know, wake up, you know, I, I, you, we, you and I, I'm sure we can be seen. There are people who are saying, what's up with Biden? All these people are like, man, what, why is it? Second thoughts, regrets. So it's kind of waking them up. You're kind of seeing what's going on now, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. Now, now the, the one thing that I, that I always like to leave, you know, like my shows with and close out with is something more on a practical level. Because it's, it's always easy to talk about these big issues and big ideas. But on a practical level for just the everyday Christian in there, and they're like, okay, number one, in light of prophecy, in light of eschatology and what's going on in our country. And a lot of people feel like, like helpless, hopeless. They don't know what they can do. It's not like they're a big name pastor. They're not, they don't have a podcast. They're just an average everyday American Christian. What, what can we all do uh, moving forward? And what should we do in order to further the kingdom and, and uh, help save our country? Well, I, cause I, I believe also, this is another reason why this is all happening. Um, I, I've been telling people to get closer to God. Well, they say how pray, talk to him. Ask him, read your Bible, leave the mainstream media alone, leave social media alone. I mean, you can be on that stuff, but you cannot use it as your information as you, you have to be able to filter. But he's wanting a people. He's wanting us to come close to him, not come close to prophet so-and-so or apostle so-and-so. He wants them out of the way. He wants you, me, every individual single person from boy, girl, man, woman to come and talk to him, find out from him, develop a relationship with him. You'll pray and ask God one day and then listen. The next day you'll pray and relationship will get stronger and stronger and stronger. So what I suggest people should do is pray more. Not just pray, but talk to him. Ask him those questions as the questions you have about what's going on in the world or the mainstream media. Now, you you don't get an answer right away. This is developing a relationship. And I believe that's what he's wanting. He's wanting his people to come close to him. He doesn't want anybody to be in a way. He's trying to always point them to him. So I think by doing that, um, people will get not only receive some peace, but they will receive some direction. God recognizes that effort and recognize people making the attempt to um, establish a stronger relationship with him by talking to him and praying to him. And he will honor that. Um, I, I know praying when people say praying, they think of some kind of um, religious thing where you just, oh, I don't know how to pray. Just talk to God. He knows you. He made you. Talk to him sincerely. What's in your heart? What's on your mind? He wants that relationship with you. This all that's happening, I believe, is for him to bring a people, his people, closer to him. Closer to him. Not just by the pastor or the prophet bringing them to him, getting out of the way and letting them come closer to him. And I believe he will honor it. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So let everybody know uh, how they can follow you, get more information, uh, check out your books and that sort of thing. Um, yes. Um, you can follow me. I have a show on YouTube. My channel is Dr. Etienne M. Graves Jr. I have a show on Tuesday nights called The Hour of Uncovering at 6 p.m. Pacific time and a show on Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Pacific time called The Hour of Visitation. Um, I'm also on a show on every Wednesday with Rachel Ham on the ear. It's called Ear to Hear with Rachel Ham, and that's 10 a.m. Pacific time. Um, I'm also working on the website, so um, I, I, I want to give it to you now. But um, the person that helped me said told me to wait. 
till at least tomorrow. But um, if you guys go to any of those places to find me on, on YouTube, I'll be putting my website up. So you'll be able to go there and get information. You'll be able to go there and purchase books, see notes, see other videos, um, get encouraging words, um, things like that. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Etienne Memo. Um, on Instagram, I'm at Dr. Melchizedek. Um, on Facebook, I'm just Etienne Graves. Um, I think that's about, about, about <laughs> if you want to purchase my books, you can do so at Amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Etienne Graves, or you can go to Barnes and Noble. And um, I, I have them right next, three of them here. Just Demons, Demons Nephilim, Demons Nephilim, Angels, The World That Didn't Was, the first one. This is Unveiling Secrets from Eden's Garden. Talks about what happened in the Garden of Eden. And this one is Dawn of a New Era, Exciting Realm of Angels. And they go in succession. The first one talks about what happened in, in the beginning, way back from the world that then was with the dinosaurs and even then forth, to the Garden of Eden, to what happened then and how what that's happening now, to this new era that I believe that we have entered into um, in the body of Christ. So yep. I appreciate it. Of course, and and I'll I'll put the I'll put the links to all of that uh, in the show notes. So that way, when you guys are watching on Apple Podcasts, uh, no no longer no longer on YouTube, but on Rumble or whatever it is, uh, make sure make sure you guys click click on the links there. Uh, but Etienne, I really appreciate you coming on. I always have a blast talking to you. We'll definitely have you back on again sometime. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate you too. Thanks for having me. I'm honored, and I hope I did okay. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Everything was great, and then everybody else as well. Make sure you guys are liking and subscribing on all the social media platforms. And then if you guys want to check out any of the resources that we offer here with the Gatekeepers, go to gatekeepersonline.com/store. We actually have our new book up there. It's called Church and State: How the Left Used the Church to Conquer America. Bunch of great contributing authors with this book that we put together, including Pastor Greg Locke, Denise McAllister, Dr. Michael Brown, uh, Pastor Kerry Gordon. It's just a bunch of great contributing authors, and we really exposed the leftist infiltration into the church and how they did it, why they did it, and how they're and how they're using that in order to conquer our country. So go to gatekeepersonline.com/store, use code Jeff at checkout for ten percent off of anything in there. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. We shall catch you guys next. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org.